guys, this is me, Oashi, and this is another episode of the Cafe Pause. In this episode, we're going to reflect on the previous episode about depression and mental health, because now we're going to talk about uh, psychology and psychotherapy. And so I'm sitting here with Nada. Hello, Nada. Hi. Nice to be here. <laughs> so, Nada, maybe you would like to introduce yourself a bit. Sure thing. Well, I'm uh, professionally, I'm a biologist, but... Uh, my interest in psychology and psychotherapy um, something that I was uh, something that was uh, that interested me for a long time and uh, basically since I first had this subject in high school and the first opportunity that I had I used it to get an education in psychotherapy okay I'm originally from Serbia so I did it there and um, psychotherapy is considered uh, something um, different than psychology and it requires different kind of education. I did this education in Novi Sad and my, uh, the modality that I chose was transactional analysis, that's like one of the modalities in psychotherapy and the, it usually lasts for a number of years, usually about four. After I finished those, I started with the counseling. Usually we start as a volunteers, and a volunteer, I started con- uh, being a counselor in uh, one non-profit organization in Avisad, where basically all the population uh, from this city was able to call and get some help. So it, it was basically non-profit, so we didn't earn anything. And I was doing that for uh, four years now, I think, yeah, <laughs> from 2016. That's it for now. I think it's very interesting that at this point, I think lots of people are super interested in psychology and uh, different kind of methods. And maybe it's because now it's more... People are more conscious about that, you know, it's, you are not crazy if you need help. Or maybe just... Hopefully that it is like that. I mean, that's also our, one of our goals, to, to somehow show to others that not only crazy people come to, psycho- to psychotherapists, because anybody who, who needs some kind of help are welcome, and they don't have to have... A mental health, uh, health problem. They can also have just a like regular everyday problems like breakup or uh, losing a job or something like that. Yes, I think especially with cons- with counseling, uh, I think that too is really for people who are more like a bit stuck with a problem. Yeah, and also it, that it's not like it doesn't have to be a very deep problem, but something that maybe you just can't get over it and you just need to to talk about it. So we already like tip a bit into this topic. So what is the differences between a psychologist, a psychotherapist, and a psychiatrist? Okay, so a psychologist is a person who studies psychology, usually has the university degree, and can perform some of these psychological activities. It's useful in the terms of psychotherapy. Um, it's useful uh, f- um, to diagnose, for example, people using these uh, questionnaires uh, that, are, that psychologists are... Uh, educated for and they usually have the licenses to do that 
un, uh, which is not um, the case with psychiatrists. Uh, psychiatrists are people who uh, are have a medical degree. They they are basically doctors, and uh, but uh, and yeah, the main uh, difference is that this. Um, uh, psychiatrists can uh, prescribe medicine, uh, which is very important in some cases uh, with some kind, of, some certain types of problems. Uh, what is a psychotherapist? Who is and, a psychotherapist? Okay, a psychotherapist is. We are trying to explain it as a totally different type of profession uh, from psychologist and. Uh, uh, psychiatrist. Um, so uh, this profession also requires a lot of practical things, practical work. Uh, I remember when we were starting um, as the counselors, they were they explained it to us like this is not something that you can read and then you know this, but this is something you have to start doing to know it and to learn it and to become better at it. So, like like swimming, you cannot read about swimming and then, you know, I've learned everything and now I know how to swim, but you have to get in the water and then start swimming and that's how you learn. So, at first it will be a bit, uh, it would probably be, be a little bit clumsy, but you get better at it with experience and with time. And um, how to decide if realize that we need some help, is it us who decide or we should go first to any kind of facilities and they will decide for us? How we decide that which option, which therapy would be the, the most suitable for us and for our program? Well, if you do have a problem that you cannot solve and that you're struggling with, but like any of this option is okay place to start. But hopefully this person that you come in, con in the first contact with will steer you in the right direction, like right next direction for you because of course nobody can know. So first person has to find out what's wrong actually and then they can recommend something to you. And this is not something that you can write or explain through the phone, it's better to have a conversation with either of these uh, professionals and they will hopefully then give you some information on where to turn next. I don't know if it's just me, but for me it's also important that if I go into a new therapist, that if I feel like comfortable, if I feel the chemistry with the therapist, I just feel like, oh, I don't really like to sit here actually. Do you think that this personal thing is like can be taken account? When yeah, of course. That's form? that's really one of the most important ones. So, of, please don't get discouraged if uh, you meet or work with somebody and you don't feel like it's working for you, and you don't feel the connection. You don't feel, especially, you don't feel safe to talk about your problems. So that's a big indicator that maybe this person or this type of um, psychotherapy is not for you. But it's not the end of the world. Like everybody who you who you meet in everyday life, you some with some people you click, with some you don't, and that's just 
it's a discouraging when you have a real problem, but it's not. It doesn't mean that your problem does not have a solution. So I think here it's very important to mention that sometimes it can happen that if you have a therapist or if you if you're working with someone in this way and you thinking about changing the person and uh, sometimes maybe the surrounding of you like the people and you they just say that no no it's just you who doesn't want to solve your problem and you just don't like that the person is telling you that that's the tea that's your problem uh, I think that moment can be also very discouraging that you already put your shit together and went into this uh, facility to ask for help and then you feel that, you know, it's... I just don't really feel comfortable with this person. And then if you are thinking about changing, then someone is pushing you that, no, you shouldn't. It's just you and your mind telling you that you don't want to work on this problem. Well, of course, that could be one of the explanations, but not necessarily. You you simply don't feel like this way of um, collaboration is working for you. But I would recommend that you try to talk about it with the psychotherapist or psychiatrist whomever you're working with and try to find a solution together if you, that that would be maybe <laughs> yeah it's, it sounds a bit scary but I would be- recommend them better than your friends that I mean they, they are not maybe the best option and um, I guess this um, psychotherapist and or psycho psychologist or uh, psychiatrist can offer you some other options, it, but it takes a bit of courage, I guess. And do you think that if you are talking about courage, do you think that people are afraid, like more afraid to go to psychiatrist? than to a psychologist or even to a therapy. Do you think that the psychiatrists and to go into these medical facilities are just more scary for people in a way? Probably. I cannot really <laughs> know what people are thinking, but it probably this, uh, depends on their way of looking at it. Uh, and... I really cannot say which would be more scary, but they should definitely try to find some solution that is not scary for them, and then they could that 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 could help them, I guess. Uh, when you were working as a counselor, uh, did you have more youngster people to talk with or different ages? Okay, so. Um, I I think that I had um, all ages at one point, but yeah, mostly there were people up to about 30 years old. And but yeah, maybe it's the uh, it's maybe the the um, this non-profit organization uh, offers completely free um, counseling for the people under 30 so this could be one of the reasons as well but also whether or not older generations are exposed to the media or to internet are they able to type in where I can find the help uh, so maybe that influences uh, this um, age 
difference in in clients as well. What do, what do you think? What who is a good counselor? Who can be like a helpful help? Let's say it sounds stupid, <laughs> but I think when someone wants to help, it doesn't mean that the person is helpful, right? It's like you know, if someone is drowning and you don't know how to 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 swim. And it doesn't matter if you jump after the person. Yeah, you cannot help this yes. person. So how to be a helpful help? How to really help someone who needs help? So are you if you're if we are talking about psychotherapists? Well, basically, I can describe what's our job and how it looks like in a, like the first session, for example. In the first meeting, we usually try to introduce ourselves and tell something about us and how we work. Um, then we ask the clients to introduce themselves and uh, tell us why did they come. And then when they formulate a problem, we then talk about it. When did, um, when did it first occur? What what uh, uh, were the events up to this point? And uh, now that we are here. Um, we talk about solving it. So usually, it, this our agreement about solving this problem or explaining it at least uh, looks like a contract. So basically, we say that um, you have this problem. We have this state that you are in, which is undesirable state, and we want to move you to a more desirable place. And these are the steps to it. So, are you willing to take these steps with me? I mean, together, uh, and we work on this problem together uh, in order to help solve you, uh, solve with you this problem. Also, uh, can you can you repeat the last part that you asked? Uh, how to to be helpful? How to be a good help? Yeah. So while working with people, it's really not advisable to give them advices on how to do anything like you don't get a prescription that you should uh, when you, you should say this you should do this you should uh, do it in a certain way whatever you don't get ready advices but this is something that um, you have to come up uh, with the counselor so the counselor here is basically or a psychotherapist is here to like guide you to the solution. So just uh, by adding a different perspective, by adding um, some other input than yours, because you're stuck with yours, so you need a little bit of outside help. So, which can elucidate some points of the problem more, and then you can arrive to it yourself. But it's important that you find. Uh, those solution yourself and not to expect that you will come and then there's like this here are the solutions you you do this and uh, that's all but it, it doesn't work like that so it requires you to be uh, the one who does really mo most of the job basically so this helpful person should be someone who is patient who can um, understand and reflect the things that you are saying, um, and really not somebody who can who, who will give you the, the instructions for life. So. 
because there is no uh, receipt. Yeah, and there's <laughs> and there's <laughs> really nobody has this. Uh, nobody knows this. We are just um, all trying our best. Okay, guys. Now we're going to do a short break. As usual, we're going to listen a song from a band called Squad. I think we already had a couple of songs from them, so stay with us. And after the music, we will be back with Nada. And we are still talking about basically mental health and different kind of therapies because as I said we are reflecting on a previous episode which was about also the depression so maybe some of you need some help or have some questions so in this episode I hope that you can find this kind of fit or at least just you know listen something nice so uh, we were talking about uh, psychotherapy what kind of different tools can a psychotherapy be how to approach because I guess that there are different kind of methods so if you could share like some examples 
Sure. So, like, uh, this uh, type of modality, I think it's the best uh, translation to English, uh, called transactional analysis, is um, therapy that, that has, like, one of the main interests is analysis of the transactions between humans. And each of these uh, different modalities has a certain basis that they on how they view a person or personality and the problems and based uh, on this they they develop some of the techniques that they use uh, for a specific problem so in transactional analysis there is people a uh, per- person is viewed through the states e- ego states we that we call parent uh, adult and a child so when two people are interacting their ego states are interacting as well and um, the, the 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 dynamic or the is the is something that we are focused on and it can be uh, used to elucidate uh, what was happening in, uh, for example, some strange interaction with a with another person, with a boss, with a with a spouse or a child, um, to determine where was the problem, and uh, by determining where whether the problem is in your parent state, your adult state, or your child state, we can. Um, like get some more clarity and uh, figure out the, the, the next steps but mostly okay if we are talking about the things that happened in the past then we're just trying to understand but also to be more aware in the future of what's happening um, in those kinds of situations so um, well this is just one type I guess but there's also um, uh, psychoanalysis, of course, from ba- based on the teachings and um, of, of Freud, of course, and um, uh, cognitive behavioral ter- therapy, which is um, concentrated uh, mostly on changing the way we think and, of course, behavior, uh, which can really significantly influence. Um, the way we see things and how we interpret them. There's also uh, one of uh, one popular, I guess, in Serbia is um, I think this is a correct translation: systematic um, familial or um, therapy, which sees um, individual not as a separate person but a part of a system that is family. Because whatever you do or change, it affects other people around you, primarily your family. So um, any problem is not only your problem, but also the problem within the family in a way. So, which is also, uh, for example, the therapy for children, because they are in the system, they are interacting with other people, while you know, for the adults or um, like some kind of uh, panic attacks or phobias, they are good with, uh, they're um, like a good option to uh, deal with those is uh, cognitive behavioral uh, therapy because you're supposed to change the way how you perceive things 
because phobias and panic attacks, panic attacks are, for example, something that you misinterpreted, some irrational thoughts that you made that are irrational for you. So something like that. And I guess if you. Because I remember when I uh, started to, usually when I, I start to go to the therapy, because time to time I uh, like to go back, uh, I think it's, uh, even if I know that the person, like what kind of tool is the person is using, I think it's difficult to realize that which one would be the most suitable for us. So do you think that it's just better to like try different kind of therapies and then you would have like a, better look on that, like, okay, it's working for me, or mm-hmm. it's not really working for me, probably that's the most efficient way to approach. Yeah, you can try, or you can, you know, consult with the first person that you try the therapy with, but, yeah, it's, it's, um, it really depends on the problem, I don't know if you can really Google it, and then <laughs> find out where exactly you should go, but... You should definitely try, and if you see that there's no change, but but please remember that change is not only coming from the therapist, but also from you. So you're supposed to learn from this process and uh, try to correct some things that are not working. No, so that it takes time. Because, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people think that, okay, I go like five times. Usually that's like the free amount of therapy that you can get like three or five times so you go and like you expecting that oh now nah, I should feel great but I think it's uh, five times it's it's very short it's at the end of the day just five hours yeah it's uh, like this kind like short therapy uh, cognitive behavioral ones can be shorter in a way because you're learning a new behavior and that is something that you can learn uh, relatively fast relatively (laughs) really Um, so these kinds of therapies can be a bit shorter but if you're you know dealing with some trauma or some childhood issues that that are really it takes time and first of all they there's a lot of examples when people come and say like this is my problem and then after a while you figure out that that wasn't really the reason that they came and then they come so they 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 needed a time i guess to get familiarized with the person to get comfortable and after a while they they really start talking about the the real issue that they are interested in and maybe even the real issue is like unfolded yet I think lots of people might have a feeling that like something is off and then you think about it that okay maybe maybe that's the issue so you go into a therapy and then slowly slowly by the help of the therapist you just realize that oh actually that wasn't really the problem the problem is a bit deeper and bigger yeah okay yeah that can happen as well sure but I think like this this most important thing is for you to be to be comfortable with them to be able to say whatever it is that's going on with you or whatever you're thinking at the moment even it's even better if if it's something concrete and in that time like wh- whatever it's happening whatever you're thinking you should share it and discuss it 
No, so I think if you go just for a short therapy, let's say for this trial period, let's say, I think it's also difficult to open up because uh, some problems are also difficult for you to think about it. Or you don't like to think about it because obviously if it's a problem or if it's like a traumatic event, you usually people don't like to keep thinking on it. They would like to avoid it and that's why later on they have a problem because if you're just trying to avoid the problem at one point... But I guess yeah. since they already came there, mm -hmm. they are ready to face it. Yes, but still I think it's important to give like some time because you also need time to open up for the therapist. I know, I know. Yeah. It's it's a lot to to, to expect mm -hmm. after a first meeting, first five minutes that you will be so comfortable to, to yeah. open up. But I guess also in some cases some some people's problems or whatever is going on with them are so overwhelming that it doesn't matter. They just need somebody to talk to. So they just they, they, they really just say everything that they need and to, to say and that's also I mean that's a good place at least to, to say it yeah. and what about medication because we also talked a bit about uh, like psychiatrists can prescribe prescri like give you prescriptions mm -hmm. uh, what about the medication if you take medication and therapy together that also depending on the problem yeah it really depends on the problem so um, so this, this collaboration between between all all these three so I don't know if a, a psychiatrist can do psychotherapy as well that will be perfect because he's the one who gives the medicine and does the therapy it's like perfect but in some cases psychotherapists send um, a client to a psychiatrist because they are in need of uh, diagnosis first because they also give diagnosis and uh, if necessary medication for that diagnosis it um, and oh yeah so this uh, psychologist can also help in diagnosis through this questionnaires that they use especially when symptoms are mixing with some other conditions and, and, and it's hard to differentiate, they can use these tools to really, uh, in a fast way, get to the problem because everything starts, I mean, it's a good thing to discover what exactly is the problem and then you can work on it. But also, if you don't know and if it's hard to find or name the problem, it takes a, a longer time. So, uh, definitely, um, I would recommend people to think about some of the mental uh, health issues as organic diseases, because for you know, if you have diabetes, you have to have insulin. It's something that you cannot live without. So, also some conditions um, like bipolar or some cases in de depression, they need medication because you're. It's an illness that needs, uh, and it's biological, so it needs some kind of correction in the hormones or um, in the brain chemistry, uh, which will help you first stabilize, so they are here to, in a way, stabilize you and help you deal with the symptoms. So, in this way, psychiatrists help with the symptoms and help you uh, enable you to be a functioning member of society. 
but this is the case. The, this uh, medication only deal with the symptoms, but not with the causes. They, they, can, they don't really affect in any way the cause. So the cause is still here, and some causes can be resolved over time, but not all. Like we said, these organic things, organic illnesses cannot be resolved really over time. So in these cases, I would recommend also to combine it with therapy because uh, if you combine it with therapy, you can also work on the cause, work on um, confronting it or whatever is uh, really the issue. And in time, the need for medication can decrease or, uh, you know, to, to and be more manageable and not so... Um, because it's, it, if it's an imbalance, then yeah. you need to balance it to yeah. be balanced. Yeah, but still, the this main like difference is that they are for the symptoms and not for the cause. And it's better to combine it with uh, psychotherapy when and um, work on the causes, which will, in some cases, they can totally reduce the symptoms and the need for medication. Do you think that maybe now it's changing, but there used to be and a bit even now some stigmatization going on if people need help or if they are taking even medication? Um, do you think that now it's changing a bit, or is it still very difficult to talk about the topic? I'm th- I, it seems to me that it really depends on the culture where people grew up in. In some cultures, there's no such thing as mental illness. You just don't think about it, or just yeah, you should work more, something like that. And it really depends on on the way your culture, your society sees it as a problem. You know, in in the Western ones, it's your. I think that it seems that it's they are more open to it and accepting, accepting, and it's normalized. Um, it, it it would be also in this time and in this, I mean, modern ways of the world, it would be really strange if, if you never had any problems with anything. I mean, it's kind of... Just because you are poor, you know, if you would work more in the, in the potato field... Yeah, you would have no problems. Because you would be tired. And you, you have a nice sleep and that's yes. all. Yes, I, I, I still remember when, uh, because I'm also coming from a village, that uh, someone uh, had depression or they had this, like the whole community had this idea that the person went into a mental institution and everybody was just like, ah, you know, the person is just bored. If he would work more, he wouldn't have this problem because if you are depressed, then you are, like, it's something bourgeois no. to do. Okay. But I think especially now with this whole quarantine and lockdown and home office, it's uh, it's now, I think it's a very on topic. Because yeah, it's testing the peoples and their yes. and, and how they tolerate all kinds of uncomfortable situations. And really it's a test for everybody. We all were in this together and for the first time. And... We assume that most of us found out a lot about ourselves during this yes. quarantine and 
because, uh, for example, I, when I'm working, we have some uh, sessions that you can sign up. And uh, I think it's also quite helpful because even if you wouldn't think about, because you never had to think about it, what would I do if I can't leave my house, right? Like it's not a thing that you're thinking about it. You don't know that that's a button that can be pushed when there was no one to push this mm. button. And then from out of nowhere, you are just a prisoner in your own house. And uh, I think it can really affect people's mental health, even if they are completely healthy and fine and they never had any kind of problem. I think this kind of isolation can be challenging. Well, even if it's not an isolation, but you are, you are with your partner and then you just realize that now we have like really the whole day to spend together and uh, it can be challenging. It can be a bit crazy. I mean, I also started to talk to my friends a bit, you know. I was alone for six months uh, and uh, I didn't have too much problem with it, but at one point I also started to feel like very uncomfortable that uh, this uncertainty of the world events that you don't know when it's going to be ended, like I started to feel like a bit panicky. And then I, I was talking to a therapist about it and uh, it actually helped because at that moment I didn't need it, like lots of sessions or lots of help. I just really needed to someone to, to talk about you. it that it's yeah. like that it's normal that I feel a bit trapped because I'm actually trapped. trapped. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, I think maybe now that we we had this war pandemic situation, maybe people will be a bit more aware of their mental health or like normalizing this war mental health situation. Hopefully, yeah. Yes, because uh, the war stigmatization yeah. is horrible. Yeah. Just because you you realize that you need help, it doesn't mean that you, you are less or you are horrible. It just means that you're human and I mean, I think that most people at one point in time, they need help. So, okay, this is a professional one. If you can resolve your problem with a friend, great, but some things are not uh, easy to resolve. And and there's nothing wrong in asking somebody else who has who is kind of objective because you need it friends are often too sub subjective and they are involved in a relationship with you whatever it is and they cannot really their, their mind is also a bit clouded like yours so when you have an objective person who sees you and your problem uh, and can reflect uh, it can, um, it can be a really helpful perspective for you and help you to see it uh, in a different way. But yeah, this, uh, like you mentioned, this isolation, of course, people are social creatures and one of the worst punishment, you know, even in prison is, is isolation. So it would be strange if we all enjoyed it and had a great time. And I don't know. I mean, um, even though some people are, you know, didn't have any problems with it, you know, they didn't lose the jobs or nobody from their family was sick, it was still a traumatic event. It was overwhelming with the information, with the recommendation, million, millions of recommendations that nobody knows. Uh, if they work or not so it was still like a 
tra collective trauma um, and like for me uh, it was something uh, like the, the the result of it is just feeling tired uh, for a while um, I guess until you stop listening to all the news and stop you know thinking about everything but it, it, it was a really a lot for a mind to process and uh, triggered a lot of fears and limited people in their activities and their the structure and of course you know losing jobs and, and getting sick is something that we all understand is is terrible and hard so this this period yeah it was a really trying period but um, there was also I think a lot of um, you know psychologists or psychotherapists available uh, for the people in need um, I think mostly almost everywhere you could you could try and talk to somebody uh, or just talk about your fears at least it also helps just just saying something out loud and to somebody who understands okay uh, I think this could be our final thoughts okay. thanks guys to, to listening us I hope that you enjoyed and that you find some interesting ideas as usual well, I don't know I don't know if you're finding interesting ideas maybe you do so thanks Nada to joining to me today thanks for having me and see you next month. Bye! Yeah.